transmission by me, Donald Dean. Make me an island. हमदम 
Yeah, humdum uh, spinning at 45 revolutions per minute all the way from Bombay 1982. That's Sharon Prabak to get us started here on Make Me an Island. And on the show today, I'm not going to be getting into the reasons why the name Sharon seemed to have been popular with the disco producers in the 70s and 80s. But I am going to be looking at the first record from the dearly departed John Prine, as well as an album on the King David Harp by Alamehu Agu, which could be could be potentially just the bam for your adult mind in these troubled times. So that's all to come later on. I'm also going to be chipping away at the mountain of Irish music that I've built up uh, over the past few weeks now that I'm listening once more with intent. And But before any of that, I want to play something uh, from the country of Togo and Benin, uh, which is the region of Togo and Benin, rather, uh, because this comes from 2019. And I'm aware that uh, all of the African music that I've been uh, talking about up to now uh, is from the past, but this is very much from the present. So uh, the name of the band are Vadu Game and Peter Solo, singer and composer of the band, was born in Anecho Gidi in Togo, birthplace of the Green tribe and the place of voodoo culture, just like the whole region of Togo and Benin. Vadu Game combines voodoo rhythms, raw Afro-funk and soul, and the music of the band recalls the sound of legendary bands like Orchestra Polyrhythmo, the Cotonou and El Reggio from Benin. The idea of integrating the haunting voodoo lines sung in honour of the divinities into energetic 70s Afro-funk is, in Peter Solo's mind, an obvious extension of the analogy he found between this voodoo tradition and trance-inducers such as the soul, funk and rhythm and blues of James Brown and Otis Redding. Strong words from Voodoo Game. <laughs> Thank you. 
at 45 revolutions per minute. That is Vado Game, and Vado is spelled V-A-U-D-O-U. And I got both of those opening records in All City, so you could actually check out if they're still available online. And thankfully, All City um, is still in existence and hopefully will be open again very soon. And I'm going to just go back before I go forward, as in back to where we were in the last show in Ghana, because in doing that show, quite similar to the first uh, couple of shows in the series on South Africa, the more uh, deeply I dug into the records that I had, just the ones that I had myself um, from Ghana, uh, the more I realised uh, how much was there. And therefore, we will be getting back to do a show properly, uh, uh, sorry, a full show again on the music of Ghana uh, very soon on the on the series Make Me an Island. But I just want to play you something from that same period of the mid-70s uh, from whence came the amazing K Frimpong. And uh, this band are called Mari Jata two albums. Uh, the thing you're about to hear is from the first one. The second one, a guy called Pat Thomas, another giant of Ghanaian music, got involved uh, and very different from this one. Uh, but both are really interesting. And uh, so the main guy, it's a trio, right? The main guy is Lovelace Kofi Addison, better known as Kofi Electric. And on this sound, quite different to the High Life records we had in the last show. But um, yeah, drenched in Hammond organ, amazing brass, incredible guitar playing and superb vocals. And I think in the times that we're living, these isolation times, uh, it's kind of an anthem for surviving. It's I Walk Alone.
from 1976, the sound of Marijata from Accra in Ghana. And for me, uh, whatever the conditions or the reasons that this all happened, it's the best music this period. And um, like I was saying in the last show, um, Ghana uh, attained, gained independence 1957. So this was kind of 20 years, uh, less than 20 years into that project. But the, uh, the first uh, president, um, I'll give you the name in a second, but he more or less had uh, he, he he had his own high life band that he brought around for special functions. So you can see where the seeds were sown. And then 20 years later, this is being made. Of course, there's lots of other factors among them. A key one, I think, when you listen to sort of the soulful Hammond organ drenched sounds in uh, Marijata is that in 1971 there was um, a soul to soul concert. You can find evidence of this uh, on YouTube and I'd, and I'd urge you to go there. And uh, in that concert, Wilson Pickett, Ike and Tina Turner, Santana, and if you look at the faces in the crowd at that concert, then I'm sure our friend Kay Frimpong and Marijata were all in there. We're going to be going back to Ghana for a deeper investigation, a second one on Make Me an Island very soon, but from uh, the sound of Accra in 1976 to the sound of Cork City in 2019. Last year, uh, during, uh, because of doing This Ain't No Disco and now because of Make Me an Island, I've been listening with intent to Irish music once again and uh, so impressed with what I'm hearing. Uh, I'm going to play you, uh, there's always room for a pop classic on this programme and this is definitely one of those, Cannibal Tree by Yankee. <laughs> Drinking from a plastic glass. 
released on his own Bride Valley record label. That's Yankee and Cannibal Tree, one of my favourite releases from 2019. And it's the work of one man, Graham Cooney, and in February of this year, which seems like a long time ago now, I went to see Yankee play at the Grand Social, and I think you're going to be hearing a lot more uh, from him, Graham Cooney, and them, Yankee. Um, I'm going to turn my attention now to England, and uh, when scrolling through Badenkamp, I uh, saw a tune and an album by Tom of England. My first impression was, okay, Tom, I'll listen, but you better be good. And it was, in fact, magnificent. And um, so it turns out it's the work of Thomas Bullock, who's been around uh, for quite a while, collaborator with DJ Harvey. And uh, he was responsible for a group called A.R.E. Weapons at some point. But this is in a different league altogether, a collaboration with Rene Love, Shades of Arthur of Connecticut, Alan of New York. This is Song of the Sex Monk, Tom of England. This car is my Thank you. 
It is called Song of the Sex Monk and it is by Tom. That's Tom of England now. Absolutely amazing tune. And uh, I think uh, Kevin Barry was talking the other day on the show about how music changes the way you carry yourself. But um, anyway, for me, that's been the one that's made me, uh, that has altered my gait most in the last while. Good old Tom of England. Uh, I want to introduce you now to Dunk of Ireland. Thank you. 
that's not a favorite record from last year. It's on the All City label by Bitflower BB. And you heard something from it in maybe the third or the fourth Make Me an Island. That there is First Pop. And before that, Dunk of Ireland, Sunken Foal, the latest record which you'll find on Bandcamp and Gespooner Zucker, the title. And um, I would say that in this time of lockdown, uh, it's a really good idea if you have the money uh, to go onto Bandcamp, which is where, apart from the vinyl that I'm playing, is where I found all of the music. And um, yeah, at, at, at all times, I would encourage you to do that, but uh, particularly at this time. Um, just referring back to Tom of England and the kind of um, nationalistic uh, tightrope that you walk when making jokes about such names. I was looking up Tom of England in the Google machine there and uh, so there's resident advisor some of you will know as a kind of the bible of ele electronic music uh, popularly known as RA as in up the RA so I look up Tom of England and it comes up Tom of England RA and below that is an apology by De Declan Rice to English fans for tweeting about the IRA so there you go that's an example of uh, the tightrope that we walk upon so this is um Make Me an Island, and I am Donald Neen, and I used to be a professional DJ, uh, which I keep banging on about, uh, for 14 years. And throughout that time, really, it was, I think, uh, just a matter of kind of collecting music uh, professionally. And uh, there was never a day of those 14 years where somebody didn't say, you jammy bastard. And of course, they were all true, as in, it was all true. But then there was the rare guard action, and I'll tell you about that another time. But uh, the great buzz of that time, I think, was finding music that fitted the uh, bill and then running home to play it. Like this, Alexander the Plume. Thank you. 
Well, in my 14 years as a professional DJ, as I mistakenly called it, I uh, was renowned for getting names wrong. And so Alabaster de Plume has a great recording name, but uh, I managed to call it Alexander. His name is, in fact, Angus Fairburn. So you can see where the uh, pitfalls lie. And uh, he's from Manchester. And I think talking about that era when it comes to uh, yeah being in the middle of what was effectively professional record collecting, and uh, which I took very seriously, as well as myself, I might say. Uh, but being in the midst of all of that, you're really just looking for going to the well every day, looking for music that kind of uh, pushed the whole project on. And once you found it, you knew you found it, if you know what I mean. So it wasn't a matter of running home to play it. It was really a matter of waiting to play it on the air. And it was a great feeling. And there is, since um, this Ain't How Disco, and particularly now with Make Me an Island, that same feeling is back, and it's a good one. Um, so I'm just going to tell you a little bit more about Alexa- Alabaster, there I go again, De Plume, um, because he has, in fact, four albums, and the first three um, went back and investigated those. Pretty good in places, uh, very good. But this one is in another uh, dimension completely, I think. And as I dug around it, I found out um, kind of more about it. Uh, a very interesting thing came up. So it's called um, Sai uh, and Lee Instrumentals, Volume 1. And it turns out that the compositions are based on melodies that Alabaster de Plume came up with while working with uh, two men with intellectual disabilities called Sai and Lee. And so there's an interview uh, in The Quietus, which is a good place to go uh, for music like this and lots of deep investigation into great new music. Um, So there's a quote from him here about that. Uh, They were having a hard time, or I was having a hard time. There's times when you're sharing an experience of life and it's what is required for calm or just generally being all right. I saved the melodies and they turned into these tunes. They're a continuation of that vibe, to me anyway. They represent that feeling. What was needed then? It's the same method and the same energy. And he goes on to say that he released the album because we're suffering and we're terrified. And these things are useful sometimes when we're suffering and terrified. Alabaster, the plume.
such amazing music. I had uh, wasn't surprised at all at the provenance of the sounds uh, that you've just heard uh, by Alabaster de Plume, and for Sai and Lee, Instrumentals Volume One is uh, the title of the album. And again, you can go to Bandcamp to find that. So broadcasting uh, from Mountjoy Square West here in Dublin City, this is Make Me an Island and uh, I was, uh, I meant to say that the second half of the show was going to be very quiet today, uh, but just on the point of sharing that music, um, one of the things that came to mind when I had the idea to, to do Make Me an Island in these isolation times uh, was a letter that I got in the first few months of being on air um, on Radio Ireland, as it was then, as it was called, jokingly called. So um, the station was uh, on air for about five or six months. And at the time, letters, 1997, uh, letters were still a thing. And uh, I got a letter in maybe the third or the fourth month from uh, somebody in Mount Choi. And the opening line was something along the lines of, um, I picked a bad year to go to prison with and then he mentioned all the gigs that he had missed and, and there was air in the Olympia and, and several other gigs but my first impression was that there was um, somebody who was definitely not a bad person and was in there for a reason I didn't know what the reason was but the point being that um, from that day forward once I got that letter it kind of was the inspiration for how I conducted myself with the show and it was really just um, I guess an indication of the value of what it was uh, that you could do just by sharing music, simply by sharing music. Uh, so it's kind of all come back into play again. And I'm not saying, anyway, I am kind of saying that uh, there is lots of people in isolation right now. And uh, so I've got that in mind. But um, jumping back to the music, um, I want to play you now one of our featured, uh, first of our featured records on the show today, which is by Alamehu Aga. And again, we're back in Ethiopia, but it's a very different sound to the one uh, that we've been hearing so far. It's played on the King David harp, an ancient instrument, lyre-like instrument. And I'll explain a little bit more about the record in a while, but it really kind of matches up with um, Alabaster de Plume in the sense that here's a really soft and intimate sound an incredible uh, music by Alamehu Aga, Abachin Hoy, and uh, we'll talk again in a second. <laughs> Dalan and Nagar and Dak Machin Yaman and Nelly 
contemplative sound of Alamehu Aga uh, from Ethiopique's Volume 11 on the Buddha Music label, also available, like all of that series, on Bandcamp. And I think in some ways, like uh, the sound of Alexander de Plume, there's something uh, so beguiling and utterly disarming about that sound. And um, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it before I play another tune. On the face of it, there's not a whole lot going on here. It's the sparse sound of a ten-stringed Ethiopian lyre-like instrument called the begenya in combination with the deeply prayerful tones of Alamehu Aga's rich voice. But there's more to it. The strings vibrate to create a fuzzy, almost electronic tone. And there's a tremendous warmth and sincerity to it. The vibrations buzz in perfect agreement with the soulful sentiment tangible in the voice. Everything is so calm and well calibrated. It's gentle enough to be almost weightless. Sweet, 
ሴስቶምባውነት ካለላ ታምሩሽቶም ሲባላ የብራን ዘውድ የብራን አክሊል ደፍተሽ ድራሽልነ መሰረገላ ሆነሺ ይሻሻሉ አጋንን ታችን ሲያዩሽ ስታገለገል በቤተመቅደስት ሳራ ናይውጫሏት ሊቃውንት መክረው በሰራ ተመግኝተው ምናምን ኃጢያት ሳት ሳራ እንደ ጻሃይ ገላው እንደ ሳት ሲያበራ ትሙት ብለው ማይ ዘለፋም ቢያጠጣት እንደገና ብራን መሆኑ ባሰባት ያንን ግሩ ያንን ደስ የሚል ማዛ በነጽህና ያለሩካብን አርግዛ ወለደችው በቤተ ለህም ተጉዛ መጥየለባት በመላከች ታይዛ የታደለች የተባረከች ፍጥረት የበላውን ሰባ ሰመንቱን ነፍሳት አገባችሁ በጥርኝዋ ገነት ካድማስ አድማስ ወረቀት ቢሆን መሬት ቀለም ቢሆን የሶስት ወሩሃ ክረምት በር ቢሆን የዚህ ዓለም ሁሉ ጽዋት ቢጻፋልከም የታምርሽ ብዛት ንግባር ብሎ ገና ሲፈጥረን ከጥንት ፈጥሮ ሰጠነ ንግልልናትሁት በርሷ ሰበብ እንገባለን ገነት ተመልከቱት የእግዚአብሔር ምህረት ብንወርድበት ነጭ ይወዳል ከሳት እኛ ገና በኃጢያታችን ብዛት እንወድቃለን ከዚያ ጨለማ ክርፋት አደራሽን ዘይ ታለም ብዘይት በማልቀስሽ በመጫናቀሽ ብዛት ሩሲላን እንድታጭን ከሳት ቃል ኪዳንሽ እጅክ ታላቅ ነው ከጥንት አንቺናም ነው እንዴት ይቆዳል ፍጥረት ማህደሩ አምላከ ሰማይናት ታይቷ ይተገበ ልጊዜ ልጅሽ ምህረት እኛን በቀኝ ታቆሚን ያንለት ለዓለም እስከዘላለም ዓለም Occasionally music possesses an atmosphere so unique that it is kind of a place unto itself and I think that's the case with Alamehu Aga and Ethiopics volume 11 once more is where you'll find that and in these troubled times uh, we all need shelter from the storm and um in that similar vein i've been listening to uh, a record that i discovered again on bandcamp called green bird fountain by natalia natalia bailis and i actually first came across natalia's work uh, playing with one of the many bands she plays with is uh, woven skull who i would urge you to check out too uh, but this record in the last few weeks um has uh, yeah come back into my world and i love listening to it um there's lots of different types of uh, music that natalia has released on bandcamp but this one in particular is uh, piano based and there's a lovely little story in the liner notes 
the label is called Fine Wild Silence Label. Um, so my parents used to tell me that I was born with two bumps on my head, like the little horns of a baby goat, my father explained. But the doctors in the hospital in Kiev quickly removed any evidence of them. Not long after my birth, the whole family left for the New World. During the long, windy passage, my grandmother nearly got arrested in Vienna for having an argument with a young soldier. In fairness, he tried to steal a lollipop from me. We eventually settled in Baltimore, Maryland, where I was ushered through a string of stern and extremely well-postured piano teachers. I had my first recital at the age of five. I climbed the steps up to the stage, stood beside the instrument, announced the piece I would perform, and then mistakenly walked the wrong way around the looming grand piano, feeling mortification with every step. Playing piano in front of other humans has left me feeling awkward ever since. I moved away from Baltimore at 17 and left behind the everyday presence of a piano in my life. Everywhere I've lived since I've accumulated sound-making devices. Toy organs, Casio keyboards, kids' karaoke machines, mandolins, chimes, bells, twigs, food processors and what have yous. Now I live in an old farmhouse in the middle of a bog in the emptiness of Ireland, surrounded by trees and with a constant changing stream of cats, donkeys, horses, goats, chickens, humans and a dog named Rooster Colburn. Three years ago, when a friend was packing up to sell his family home, an out-of-tune and hauntingly resonant H. Lang & Company Berlin piano suddenly found itself in need of a new home, and thus the constant presence of the tinkling keys re-entered my life.
also available on Bandcamp, a beautiful album called Green Bird Fountain by Natalia Bayliss is where you'll find what you just heard, the charmingly titled Cats Are Sleeping. And I want to dedicate it especially to Miranda Driscoll, who is in exile in the United States at the moment. Um, but uh, among the many things she was responsible for, great things in this country, was a place called The Joinery, which was um, in Dublin 7, and a very important spot it was for all sorts of uh, creative reasons. But th it was there that I used to do a thing called um, The Neighbourhood Wash. And we used to know it was a good night when there was a member of another species, be it a cat or a dog, asleep at the end. Always a good sign. So that's dedicated very specially to her. And I hope um, that putting uh, some of this music in the context by way of telling stories um, is useful in some way because, as we know, music comes from all sorts of places and sometimes uh, the most beautiful music can come from incredibly painful places. And I mentioned um, Shelter from the Storm but earlier, but um, it's fair to say that in the midst of all of this, what's going on right now, um, there are people suffering in ways that would make dealing with coronavirus seem like a socially distant walk in the park. And that's the case for definite with this next record. And I will go into the story uh, behind that uh, in another episode for sure. But just to say that it's music made by an amazing man called Brian Mooney and it's called And As For Lost by the next new low. incredibly beautiful music by Brian Mooney under the name The Next New Low and when I hear that, hearing that, I'm struck by how beautiful some people are and how precious life is uh, but also how incredible music is for bridging that gap between what we can say and how we feel and uh, that certainly does it with aplomb and I'm going to get back to it at a later date on Make Me an Island but before I close today I want to pay tribute 
uh, to a man uh, called John Prine and uh, still in that area of loss, another great one. And he was lost to coronavirus uh, just a couple of short weeks ago. Uh, but my own introduction to music uh, really back in the day when my screensaver was the nighttime sky in Kerry, um, it was songwriters. And once I found somebody who spoke directly to me, I kept returning uh, to that same truth. And it was the case with this man. The movie wasn't really doing so hot Said the new producer to the old big shot It's dying on the edge of the great Midwest Sabu must tour all forever rest Hey look my, here comes the elephant boy Bundled all up in his cold road Headed down south towards Illinois From the jungles of East St. Paul His manager sat in the office alone Staring at the numbers on the telephone Wondering how a man could send a child actor To visit in the land of the windchill factory Hey look my, here comes the elephant boy Bundled all up in his corduroy Headed down south towards Illinois From the jungles of East St. Paul Sabu was sad, the whole tour stunk The airlines lost the elephant's trunk The roadie got the rabies and the scabies and the flu They was low on morale but they was hound Hey look my, here comes the elephant boy Bundled all up in his corduroy Headed down south towards Illinois From the jungles of East St. Paul From the jungles of East St. Paul From the jungles of East St. Paul Sabu Gajastir uh, was a 38-year-old man who played a 14-year-old boy um, in the movies and uh, the way that John Prine just mines that story of his promotional tour in the Midwest uh, is incredible and uh, a very good example I think of his skill as a songwriter in terms of of going to the heart of the story he was a deep sea diver and uh, and a very vivid songwriter and as you can tell from that one and there are several examples also an incredible uh, sense of humor threaded throughout very serious work 
Uh, so in closing today, I'm going to read a piece that I wrote about his debut record, which came out in 1971. And uh, he was born in Illinois. He was 26 when, when the album came out. Uh, before I do that, though, I just want to say thank you for listening to the show and also that you can get in touch uh, by sending an email to donal at makemeanisland.ie and I'm going to start sending out playlists for each show if you would like that um, because I would like to direct you to the music and where you can get it. And like I've been saying, mostly on Bandcamp uh, today anyway. So back to John Bryan. Of all the precarious positions one can occupy within the realm of music, the singer-songwriter's lot is potentially the unsteadiest of them all. Before any consideration is given to the rudimentary characteristics of sound that will make a song work or not, a lyricist has to first lay the cornerstone with words. Everything else will be set in accordance to their expression. It's not enough to simply have something to say. There's also the way that you say it, and a whole lot more besides. There are so many variables. Every little thing counts. All the nuances of speech and language are magnified tenfold within the contours of a song. Finding one's own voice in this regard is the most elusive path in any art form. From the very get-go, John Prine was a man who could walk that line with the nimble grace of a tightrope walker. His opening salvo was incomparably self-assured. This debut album is a repository of deeply poetic insights into the darkness on the edge of town and that which covers the outer limits that lie beyond. He has an archaeologist's touch for uncovering beneath the surface truths. This he manages to do with such insightful humour that he somehow brings his subjects closer to the possibility of redemption. There is a believability in his voice that adds weight to his hymns of sorrow and salvation. He speaks from a place of consolation. The unerring accuracy he displays when it comes to bringing the dispossessed to life could have something to do with his occupation before he hit the big time with this release in 1971. Prine was a mailman in his native Chicago up until that point, a pursuit he describes as paying daily visits to a library without books. He learned well. The characters that inhabit these songs are spun from a surefire grasp of the poetics of the ordinary. In Donald and Lydia, he paints a strikingly poignant picture of two small-town folk trapped in the lonely embrace of a loveless kiss. There is no escaping the emptiness. Mostly, they made love from ten miles away. Goodbye now. Small town, bright lights, Saturday night Pinballs and pool halls Flashing their lights Making change behind a counter In a penny arcade Sat the fat girl daughter Of Virginia and Ray Lydia Lydia hid Her thoughts like a cat Behind her small eyes Sunk deep in her fat she read a romance magazine up in her room It felt just like Sunday on a Saturday afternoon But dreaming just comes natural Like the first breath from a baby 
Black sunshine Feeding daisies Like the love Hidden deep in your heart Bunk beds Shaved heads Saturday night A warehouse of strangers With sixty white lights Staring through the ceiling Just wanting to be Lay one of too many A young PFC Donald There were spaces between Donald And whatever he said Strangers had forced him To live in his head He envisioned the details Of romantic scenes After midnight in the stillness Of the barracks, the train But dreaming just comes natural Like the first breath from a baby Like sunshine feeding daisies Like the love hidden deep in your heart Hot love, cold love, no love at all A portrait of guilt is hung on a wall Nothing is wrong, nothing is right Donald and Lydia made love that night Love, they made love in the mountains made love in the streams they made love in the valleys they made love in their dreams but when they was finished there was nothing to say cause mostly they made love ten miles away but dreaming just comes natural like the first breath from a baby Like sunshine Feeding daisies Like the love Hidden deep in your heart 